0: The Clyde Broadcast Podcast, bringing to you inspiring broadcast stories and the latest in broadcast technology.
1: Joining me in the studio is a very special guest. I've been looking forward to this conversation, all convention long, Brian Rowan, the Managing Director of Clyde Broadcast. Welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you so much, EDK. I've been looking forward to it too. I've heard so much about it, so it's nice to be part of it. And
1: I, I think you addressed the part, you're wearing a kilt. Um, I mean, it,
0: it, yeah, it's it's a party, it's party time
1: here at uh, Africa's 2023, all the hard work's been done, so people are doing networking at the gala, but I really like what you're wearing to our podcast studio.
0: Well, you know, the Nigerian ladies have made such an effort, the guys, not so much, so I thought I should represent Scottish native.
1: Great, so what we've today. done is, um, you're not going to get it immediately, we're going to have to ship it to you when you go back, we we'll get you the best dressed award oh. for our podcast. Wow. Yeah, so a round of applause, everybody. Best dressed guest. Yeah, today. So obviously, uh, we've spent a lot of time here at Africa 2023, um, converging, and you had media professionals, you have um, uh, broadcast solutions professionals like yourself, being together. What what are some of the highlights that you've had
0: so far? I, I think that really one of the highlights of this show hasn't been on for five years. Yes. Um. So this you see just a huge change. Uh, there was a really interesting uh, podcast seminar mm-hmm. with the BBC. Yes. And it was something that had never been mentioned before, and yet the first time it came up was an evaluation. So you could really see with a five-year gap the speed of change and how much uh, things had evolved. And of course, it's great after this time to bring the industry together, share stories, share advances, and, and take tips and, and pointers from each other.
1: So you've been providing broadcast solutions to this market for a very long time. And I, and I know that, especially when we were introduced, that you've been doing it for over 20 years. And yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> you want to jump in there. What I want to know is, uh, what, what are the things that excite you about having conversations about people who want to go into the business, people who are in the business and looking for better solutions? I, I see you chat a lot on the floor. What are the things that excite you in those conversations?
0: I, it's good when you say, it, the, the conversations themselves are exciting. Yes. We spend, and the team at Clyde, we spend a lot of time uh, an energy developing uh, technological system, software, hardware, and this expertise. But it doesn't come alive until somebody wants to create something. Um, and uh, the first time I came to Nigeria was Africast back in 2006. So this wow. was my introduction. Yeah. Uh, and I see so many of the faces, are, they're still in the industry. Mm. Um, but I think what's most exciting when someone comes to us and says, I have this idea, I want to cover sports or news or have a local community that's mm. not represented in the media and we get to be part of their journey to yes. take that ambition or that dream through to a reality. And, yes. and then we followed that story through. So I, I get to see these entrepreneurs and government agencies make things happen, realize them, go through these teething troubles. So you really have a kind of family feeling when you see that all these stations, some people use the term that they birthed the station or they've been the midwife to a station and I think it really really feels like that. You get some kind of family connection from your customers and your relations.
1: And you have a lot of customers in Nigeria. Um, I've worked at radio stations myself who use Clyde products. And what I've seen, my personal experience of that is an evolution into the tech and the various services that you provide. And what's the thinking at Clyde when, you know, a new year comes along or probably two years and you think, oh, this tech needs to evolve. What are the sort of things you're looking at to make them effective?
0: It's it's a great question. We 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 review every year. We have a a process to review what's going on and where things are going, and we try to go out uh, to whether it's all the different conferences. So it's America, uh, the Netherlands. Last year it was Prague. To the conferences because to get experiences of broadcasters from all across the world to see what challenges they're facing and how you might be able to meet that or incorporate that. I, I mean, an interesting thing at this show is how we've managed to for radio broadcasters deliver pictures and moving images yes. it, and taking podcasts. This is the first yes. time ever uh, podcast equipment has been exhibited at this show yes. and we, we were on this podcast yes. um, and, and you know, we with that equipment there. So we, we're trying to look at the trends and look at eventually what the audiences want. Um, because when you pull back, that, that's where it starts from or ends up, depending on your point of view. But it's what audiences, what what content they're looking for, and what format, what interests them. Because it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes so slow you don't see it day to day or year to year. So you have to plan this over three, five years time. And and really to be interested in new technology, if you're not if you're not an enthusiastic audience member yourself, then mm-hmm. you'll never really kind of do that. So we try to put ourselves in the shoes of the audience, what they're looking for and. To kind of break those conventions. So you normally find yourself people say, Ah, oh, this is the way we've all done, always done it. When they're new, you're like, Yeah, but the way you're always doing it has to if it if it doesn't keep changing, yeah. You say, Ah, oh, we've done this for ten years, you're like, well, then you need to stop change, and yeah. take check because you shouldn't be doing anything the same way for ten years in this sense. You probably shouldn't be doing anything in this industry the same way for three years. Yes. You know, without evolving. So
1: and, and what are the lessons you're learning from this market and how is that you know uh, affecting your 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 brand globally
0: I, I I mean Nigeria is our number one market outside the the uk and it's to be so close and to have such a significant part in, in the market has reflected your thinking in in uh, in a lot of different locations and even how we do our our business we we have Almost because of that, if I could say it's like a responsibility. You said you've got so many stations. Yes, yes. And um, what we found is we had a responsibility by having so many stations, even stations have been with us for 10 years. So um, we changed ourselves from just being a, a manufacturing company, an integration company, to be an engineering support company. Um, and our team in Nigeria are absolutely fabulous engineers, and they're not coming from a design kind of background. So lots of the manufacturers here, they're all coming mm-hmm. from a design background, an electronics background, but all our guys are from station engineering backgrounds. Thankfully we are, they've used Clyde broadcast, yes. but, but they understand the day to day. It's not for them a theoretical theoretical concept. Mm-hmm. They know the issues of power. They, they know as an engineer, how little patience sometimes the production will have when it comes to them. Mm-hmm. They they know the experience, they've, they've walked in those shoes, so they're able to help the customer. So the experience in Nigeria has turned us into an engineering services business. So it's, it's growing um, that which is quite a change from where we've ever been in the past.
1: Good. And what you do, while you do such good business in, in Nigeria and Africa and the UK, um, there are just going on the floor of Africa 2023 here. There are so many other, other exhibitors who have come through with their products and obviously pitching to sell. So you know that there's competition in the market. How do you at Clyde stay ahead of that?
0: Well, the, there's, I mean, there's competition in anything. Competition, to some extent, is good. Mm-hmm. It's an encouragement that you're in the right place, that you're in the right market. Um, some competition comes and goes uh, over the time. There's, You've seen those, haven't you? Yeah, well, when you say there's competition here, if, if I think back to 2006, yeah. there's only a handful mm-hmm. of people that were there then and are still here now. Many have come and gone. But the, the people that stay the, the course, I think, are having a long-term strategic view of the market. Um, and I think you have to have some kind of feeling for the market if that's, this isn't a, Nigeria is not a place where it's easy to do business. Okay. And it's, there's the world report, like Nigeria's yeah. not even in the, the top 100 companies yeah. where it's easy to do business, yeah. but there's a real feeling and there's a real enthusiasm, which is infectious. There's mm-hmm. there's such a high regard for broadcasting and the community is so strong that you, you know that you can work with people and you you can uh, go to places. So. Uh, Part of what we see is to keep on doing what we're doing, just trying to do it better and do more of it and to involve more people in and to put the message out.
1: So I was speaking with uh, Benjamin Paris earlier, uh, the convener for Africa's 2023, yeah. and he told me they're trying to make this a yearly thing and they've been so excited to bring it down to Lagos this year. I've looked at what's going on on the floor and as a broadcast enthusiast myself and a professional, I was just so, it's like a kid in the candy store. Like, This is happening, this is happening. Um, what are you looking forward to the most happening in, in future Africa and just in the evolution of broadcast media in, in, on the continent?
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting uh, point that is much debated. I know it was asked for a, a survey earlier because mm-hmm. traditionally Africa had been every two years. Yes. Um, and the broadcast uh, industry has a rhythm mm-hmm. to it. Um, there's a series of shows, yes. depending on the, the, the region, uh, for America, uh, Europe. Uh, the Middle East, East and, and the Far East. There's this kind of rhythm to it. Um, to me, one of the things that makes Africa special is that it is more of an event. We have this gala, which is a meaningful kind of gala event and it represents um, the thing. So what I would like to see um, coming forward is more events like this where content producers are coming in and creating round the show and you see the technology in action and the, and the, the people in action rather than just being a kind of shopfront I think the short front aspect with the internet is greatly reduced in its importance because you can find out, you can watch a video, you can do a webinar, you can read all the info, you can get all the information in every product here online, like really. Yes. And as the products become more software centric and more cloud hosted, you can almost have the experience of many of those products mm-hmm. from wherever else. So to me, it's, it's the personal interaction, it's, it's the human factor, these are the things, and ideally for it to be participatory. Mm-hmm. You know, The panels were really good. I think if you can share knowledge and share expectation, it makes the whole industry stronger. Yes. Uh, we can. Let, although even the customers are often in competition, where you're sharing, you're collaborating, and you really kind of, I would say probably for the broadcast industry, uh, Facebook is competition. Mm-hmm. If they're not paying you, YouTube yes. is competition yeah. to take people away from broadcast unless it's yeah. been monetized. So yeah. together we have more in common than devices in the broadcast industry. So for Africa has to continue in the vein of a community environment and uh, a place for the industry to collaborate, rather than to move to the uh, the trade show storefront model. Uh, there's less value than that, there's in the relationships.
1: That's great. And you mentioned earlier about Nigeria being a rather tough place to do business. And I reckon not just business in terms of selling units and so on, but even technical aspects We have power issues here, for example, um, costing, for example, with the state of the economy. And I'm sure while you have a great team of engineers, you would like a bit, a larger pool of technical expertise. How do you overcome those?
0: Um, you could almost say, from a purely engineering point of view, and. Like, if you didn't run the business, it's it's a very interesting place Mm -hmm. because that idea of the way to do it doesn't really exist. And we've had many companies say, this is how you do it. Yes. And they're completely wrong. There's so many, even what, a gentleman earlier on was talking about the Harmatan. He said, you're from Scotland and it's cold and Mm -hmm. we have a Harmatan. (laughs) And And he was explaining this, Mm -hmm. but if I can tell you that the Harmatan it has a big effect in broadcasting because the, the dry wind with dust yes. rubs the masts and it statically charges the masts, like if you rub a balloon mm, yes. on your jumper. Yes. And that causes shorts. And none of the countries, none of the companies in Europe or the US <laughs> were saying, we have to deal with this. Yes, yeah. And I think because we came here as an engineering company, not just buy this, install it this way, we were able to learn. So the transmission systems that we provide here with our partner, Elenos, they're not configured the same as anywhere else in the world. Because even in the south, mm-hmm. you have one of the highest instances of lightning in the world. It's the American Midwest yes. and uh, Cameroon, I think the two highest points in the world. Wow. Um, so Calabar, Uyo, Poharco, all around. And you have a seasonality because yes. when the rains come, all of a sudden, uh, you can have just whole blocks taken out businesses and radio broadcasters, TV broadcasters have all these kind of these faults. So you have to find solutions unique to the industry. And we do a lot of time with training. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it's interesting. And yeah. once you know these things, as long as you keep learning and keep developing, that's good. And it's something that makes it quite hard for the It makes it very hard for the competition to kind of come here. Because it's so hard and it's so peculiar, the more you're learning, the more you change is actually one of the things. It can be difficult when someone comes new to the industry mm-hmm. or someone says, oh, yeah, this is uh, um a known way to do thing or perceived wisdom. Yes. A lot of perceived wisdom out there which is mm-hmm. is outdated by the
1: by the local conditions. Great. And um I've, I've spoken with a lot of broadcasters at Africast, uh, media owners, media entrepreneurs, media investors, people interested in starting their own thing. And there's this ongoing conversation. I think we have panels about the about, about it as well on uh, at Africast 2023, about the digital switchover in Nigeria. It's not moving as fast as a lot of people would like. Now I'd like to know uh Clyde, how are, how are you Influencing that process and providing the right broadcast solutions and encouraging the industry to go faster
0: towards that in Nigeria. Um, it's, again, it's a very interesting question. I think with the DSO in Nigeria, you could write a book. Mm. Um, it's a very interesting to look at changing the infrastructure in such a large country. Yeah. Um, so diverse and with a very uh, particular approach to broadcast regulation. Now, in terms of what Clyde are doing about it, um, we've been kind of almost standing on the sidelines um, because it hasn't really affected radio to the same extent yet. It's been primarily TV, but we did uh, cooperate with NBC's first big conference about it. We're one of the speakers, the technical speakers, looking at different... Uh, digital radio models, HD DRM, and we did a technical presentation and we did a survey, mm-hmm. which presented to the NBC. And we were involved with the rewriting of the, the revision of the code, yes. Code Ten, mm-hmm. uh, which was a real privilege as a yeah. you know someone from the UK to be to be involved in one of those panels uh, looking at code and how DSO would affect that. And most recently we presented with our partners a case study on how the DSO had worked in Mauritius, mm-hmm. which is using the same technology and how it's been successfully delivered. Um, so we, we are part of that. We've been, there's been many cases. It's something that's, that's going to come at it, but it's quite a complex change of mindset. And uh, if anything, perhaps focusing in the technicality is, well, it's one aspect, is focusing the theme aspect and getting the broadcasters together in one group because at the moment, the broadcasters are doing two things. They are creating content and they're distributing content. Uh, For the DSO, the broadcasters have to, I was going to say give up, but give that responsibility to somebody else. Now, that takes a great deal of trust. You have to really trust that the other person is going to, because it's all your revenue. And you have to trust that they're going to be fair with you uh, as well when it comes to quality of service and and the rates that you're going to pay. And it's that mindset which is kind of it's a challenge and if you've got a country of 200 million people across this size is a huge huge infrastructure investment
1: as that's uh
0: it's it's something
1: that i reckon it's a challenge that you relish um, i'm sure when 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 it comes down to it so i'm looking forward to how you navigate the whole thing at clyde and i do have to ask you one more important question because i had um Julio Abusulari here is, your, is from Elanos, part of the family, technical family, yeah. right there. And you were just on the masterclass together. He told me that he liked something something about Nigeria. He liked the suya here.
0: <laughs> is that okay. something you're a fan of too? I Not only do I like suya, I cook suya. Wow. So I take, and my son and my girlfriend, mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm creating a suya appreciation society in Glasgow. <laughs> okay. and. This is a true fact. And I can tell you this, that my suya is better than the Nigerian restaurant in Glasgow's suya. So, and if anybody wants to put that to the test, please come to Glasgow and I'll make suya for you. Brian Rowan from Clyde Broadcasting, thank you
1: so much for coming on our podcast today. EDK, thank you so much. Great stuff. Thank you.